0: Hey everybody, welcome to All There Is. I'm your host Kelly Bargabus. It's my pleasure to be with you today and I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for giving your time to this podcast. I just got my 2022 recap for All There Is and this show was in the top 25% of all shows on Buzzsprout, which is the platform that I use to host this with over 6,000 downloads in 40 different countries. So, that is exciting. That makes me happy. And I'm just happy that we're here connecting and sharing this human experience. After all, that was the point of this podcast from the very beginning, which was to share, shift paradigms, connect, and expand our universe through words. I love to write about the things that move me with the hope that they move you too. And this podcast is a way for me to share Those things that I write about, those things that I'm passionate about, those things that move me. And again, hope that by you listening, you find something in here that moves you. So there we have it. So in today's episode, I want to talk about one of my favorite topics, a topic that I have spent... So much of my adult life, and probably even my young life, searching for, searching after, seeking after, coveting, and that is peace. I touched on it a little bit in the last episode I posted, which was called Finding Harmony, Spirit, Soul, and Body. And the crux of that episode, again, was feeding your spirit, tending your soul, nourishing your body, all with the hope of finding harmony, which is also a form of peace. That's what I want to jump into and talk about today because I know I'm not alone. I know peace is a sought-after state. If you ask, most people will tell you they would like more of it in their own lives, in their minds, in their families, in their homes, and of course, in the world, right? We all want peace on this earth. And for me personally, it has always been at the top of my list. I seek it, desire it, I need it and I'm desperate for it. I think most of us are, even if we don't realize it. I think that need for peace drives a lot of searching and behavior as we try to find it outside of ourselves in the form of different things. Sometimes it's religion. It can be alcohol. We think that beautiful glass of red at the end of the day is going to bring peace to our mind and our bodies. It can be drugs. It can be cigarettes. It can be relationships. It can be sex. It can be work. Whatever is that thing that makes us feel okay, that makes us feel like we're doing what we should be doing, like we can relax, breathe a little bit, let our shoulders come down an inch or two, gives us that state of homeostasis, right? Where Everything within us just feels like it's working the way that it should. It seems like it's harder and harder, and I don't know if it's because the world is changing or it's because I'm getting older, you know? I think you get a little battle-weary sometimes, and... As you get older, I'm finding, and I find myself respecting more and more older people, especially elderly people, people in their 70s, 80s, 90s, who can still get up every day with a smile on their face and with optimism and hope and work hard. Because I am figuring out now in my 50s how hard it is like, to just keep fighting this battle of life every day you know there's so much thrown at us so much that this life brings good and bad i also wonder you know in our culture today we have so much coming at us all the time in the form of content and messages and we have 24/7 news which in and of itself is a war on our peace 24/7 news which started i think about 20 years ago really in earnest after 9/11 just having those that access to to all the things that are going wrong in the world coming at you all the time it messes with our peace it steals our peace for sure and i'm not saying that it's not necessary it's not a good thing whatever i know you can look at it or not look at it i don't look at it 24/7 because it steals my peace. But beyond the news 24-7, we have social media, we have streaming content, we have television still, we have podcasts, and just so much content, so many messages coming at us that I think it's become harder and harder to guard yourself, to guard your minds, to guard how you feel about yourself without letting all of these things that are coming at you from penetrating and deciding who you are, how you're going to think, how you're going to feel. I think it's a big part of anxiety. I know statistics show that anxiety in our culture is at an all-time high. And it is especially at an all-time high with young people. And that breaks my heart. I I love some Young people. I have some in my family. And I know that they really struggle with anxiety. And it's really hard. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. And how can I help them? You know, I grew up in the generation of just do it, right? I mean, we even had a Nike Brand campaign around this philosophy of ignore everything else that's going on in you. Just do it. And that's kind of the hallmark of the Gen X, you know, this 80s generation that I grew up in. And that's not really helpful to people who are struggling with anxiety. And anxiety is actually the exact opposite of peace. The definition of peace is a state of tranquility or quiet. It is freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. It's harmony in personal relationships. So if you really break down these three elements of the dictionary's definition of peace, it's a state of tranquility or quiet. So it's peace within us. Freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. It's peace in our minds, right, in our brains. And it's harmony and personal relations. So it's being at peace with people around us and people in our lives. And I've been passionate about peace for all my life. As a kid, I took on the role of peacekeeper in family dynamics. And I talk about this just briefly in my memoir, Chasing the Merry-Go-Round, right in the prologue, I, when I'm introducing and setting up this story about my brother, I talk about my role as peacekeeper. And I'm just gonna read you that paragraph here I think it's really telling. "'My world did not fall apart after all. "'My father stopped drinking. "'He didn't die. "'My mother got a little happier. "'She never left. "'My parents loved me. "'My sister still fought and probably always would. "'Yet I seemed convinced our family hung in a fragile state, "'real or imagined.' I listened for slammed doors and raised voices. I didn't hide or run from them. I ran to them. I could walk in a room and like how a barometer takes in atmospheric pressure and tells you whether or not a storm is coming, I could tell you who was unhappy, angry, depressed, or sad, and why. I absorbed others' feelings like a sponge— Over time, my family accepted myself assigned role of keeper of peace, keeper of emotions, keeper of our home. So by the time Bobby came along, keeper of baby brothers was an obvious path for me. So you can see in that paragraph, I talk a little bit about how I was always on the lookout, always in tune with everyone's emotions in the house. And I did that for a reason. It was because I wanted to keep peace in my home. I knew that if I kept peace, then my mom and dad wouldn't fight. The fight wouldn't blow up to a scene where my mom was trying to leave and was in the car in the driveway and my dad was trying to convince her to stay. If I could keep that peace in our home, then my dad wouldn't drink and my brothers and sisters wouldn't fight and my mom would be happier. So I took all this on as a kid. And of course, I didn't know it then. I didn't know it until I was in my 40s that this was a problem. But I share it with you today because, again, I know I'm not alone. I know there's others out there who can relate. And for me, again, it was just that peace that I so wanted and would do anything for. Peace is something that is talked a lot about in the Bible. You know, the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall inherit the earth. So it's not a bad thing, right? It's not a bad thing to seek peace, to want peace. But it's important to make sure that we are not looking outside of ourselves and we are not sacrificing our own peace for the sake of others and for the sake of peace outside of ourselves you know we do that all the time in relationships we do it at work we kind of go along to get along. We sometimes let our boundaries get messed up because we don't want to create conflict. We want to avoid conflict. And all of that is not a bad thing in and of itself. But again, if it's causing you to lose your peace of mind to keep peace with others then that's not really the peace that you're looking for. It took me 50 years to realize that taking on that role of peacekeeper in my family came at a cost. Sometimes I sought external peace in my family at the cost of my own soul, my own peace. I betrayed myself for peace. And then that carried on into my first marriage in a big way, in a way that impacted my life way more than any family of origin issues. Those those worked themselves out. But that same kind of mindset that I developed at a really young age, I took into my first major relationship and my first marriage, it can be really dangerous. I betrayed myself for peace. And ultimately, that kind of peace isn't real. It's fake. It's a cheap imitation. It's the lipstick on a pig. It's peace plated. It's it's like gold plated jewelry versus 18 karat solid gold. It's surfacy. You may have avoided conflict or a fight or brought peace to others, but if you had to betray yourself to do it or allow you to be harmed, manipulated, etc., it will not ultimately bring you peace. And you may not recognize it for a while. That sort of rumbling gets buried deep within you. And if you do this sort of thing where you bury your own need for peace and the things that bring you peace, if you do that repeatedly over time or in a relationship, we get really good at ignoring that, that rumbling that's buried deep within us, that longing for peace. So again, I've done this in relationships and marriage and family and at work. It's been a theme with me. And I'm determined to unravel it. I really am. While it's not a bad thing to get along, to resolve conflict, to be at peace with our neighbors, as long as we can do that without betraying our own needs, wants, and desires, it can be really big things or it can be really small, like eating or drinking something we don't really want to, but we don't wanna say no, or agreeing to sign up for something we don't really wanna do, or letting someone verbally abuse us. There's, There's a range of things that we do to keep the peace or a spectrum, but at the end of the day, each of us are responsible for our own peace of mind. So what kind of peace should we be seeking for? Well, for me, you know, I think if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, and I know you have, I get a lot of my insight and truth from the Bible. What's interesting to me is that God knew that we were going to struggle with peace, Right, he knew that. How do I? How do I know that? Because he addressed it. And my favorite scriptures tend to center around peace. There's a scripture, uh, Philippians four seven. It's from the Amplified Translation of the Bible, and it says this. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you don't believe in God, you may be caught up right now in all those words about God and Christ. But what I really want you to focus on and what's really stands out to me here is when they define the kind of peace. And that's what catches my attention. That peace shall be yours. And what does that look like? It's a tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation. So you fear nothing and you are content with your earthly lot, whatever sort that is. And that peace will mount up and guard your heart and mind. And that is the peace that I seek after. I want the kind of peace so that no matter what happens outside of me, no matter what happens to me, no matter what happens in the world, I fear nothing and I'm confident, I'm secure, I'm content with whatever is happening. That's the kind of peace I want. We've talked about the fact that most of us really desire peace. We've talked about what peace is, how it's defined. We've talked about why it's important. And now I wanna give you three things that you can do to get peace. I'm a pretty practical person. When I talk about a topic like this, especially in my leadership training and coaching that I do, I like to talk about topics and break them down. Like, what is it? Why do we need it? Why is it important? And how do we get it? What does it look like in everyday life? Right? How do we bring it to life? So let's talk about that. Three things to get peace, perfect ease, and calm existence in your life. Number one, pursue it. The first step is you have to make a decision that you want peace in your life. That it is something that you value, something that you prioritize, and you're going to pursue it. So it really is a decision. Peace is important to me. My peace is important to me. My peace in my home and in my surroundings and my peace with other people, my peace in my relationships, it's important to me and I'm going to pursue it. So that first step is really... It's the easiest step and it's the hardest step. It's like making that decision, but making that quality, courageous decision that you're going to pursue peace. And you may be listening to this and thinking, I don't really need peace in my life. I've known people like that. I've known people who thrive on conflict. They're not happy unless they're in conflict with someone. I've known a few people like that in my lifetime, and uh, they really do thrive on it. It gets them going. And I'm not going to dedicate any time to dissecting why that really is, but, you know, they've got their issues, whatever. I don't think peace is at the top of their mind uh, as a priority. But if you're hanging in and you're still listening to this episode, my guess is peace is important to you as I think it is for most people. And the first step to getting it in your life is to make a decision to pursue it. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall inherit the earth. Do you want to be a peacemaker, a keeper of peace, a searcher of peace, a pursuer of peace? Make that decision. That's the first step. Number two, if you really want that kind of tranquility and peace in your life, that peaceful state of a soul assured, you need to pay attention. Once you make that decision to pursue peace, the next step is to start paying attention in your own life. And what do I mean by that? Well, the universe. Is wonderful in all of its ways and it usually almost always gives us signals it gives us warning signs it gives us red flags and a wonderful way that this happens is in your body you know i know for me there will be times where i'm just feeling uneasy and what that looks like for me is depending on the severity of it sometimes my chest will get tight sometimes my stomach will get upset my mind like I'll just feel uneasy I'll feel sad like out of the blue almost it seems like I'm sad I'm depressed I'm feeling hopeless and for me I pay attention to that because it's not my normal state of mind so when I'm feeling like that I, it gives me pause. And I've learned to stop for a minute and think, okay, what happened in the last hour? Like, there's nothing on the surface I can point to really quickly. Like, nobody called and yelled at me. I didn't get any bad news. Like, what Was it? And I've gotten to the point after practicing this paying attention that I can usually circle back like, oh, I was scrolling through my Facebook and I saw that post from so-and-so and it reminded me of this and... I didn't like it. Uh, Sometimes it's our memories in Facebook, which can be a blessing and a curse, especially if it's got your ex in it. Right. And sometimes those memories pop up. We didn't ask for them. You wake up in the morning and it says, oh, on this day six years ago, you were here and you were happy. What happened? You know, there's things like that, those messages that pop in and they can steal your peace. So pay attention to that stuff. And when it happens, address it quickly. Deal with the emotion, feel it, and move on. Don't let it steal your peace for that day. This second step also reminds me of uh, my refrigerator. I have a refrigerator now, and this is the first time I've had a fridge with this feature. I'll be sitting at my desk in my office and working along, and I'll hear this faint little beep. 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 It doesn't get any louder. It doesn't get progressively louder, but it's consistent and it doesn't stop. And when I first heard it after we that summer we first moved in and I was working from home, I was hearing this beep and I'm like, what is that? what is that beep? It's it's almost faint enough where you start to question reality. And am I really hearing that or is it in my head? But it's loud enough where you're like, no, something is beeping. What is it? And the first time it happened to me, I you know got up, walked all through the house, looked at my phone, looked at all the devices around me. I couldn't figure it out. And then I walked through the kitchen and I saw the refrigerator door ajar. And I thought, oh, that's what it is. My refrigerator has this little warning sign that if the door is open for a certain amount of time, it will give you a nice little faint beep. It's not, it's not loud enough to really wake you up out of a sound sleep, but it's loud enough to get your attention. And what's important here in the context of peace is that you learn to pay attention to those warning signs, to those noises and messages that pop up out of nowhere, to those feelings in your body that come up and you don't know where they come from. They came from somewhere. So start to pay attention to that and do some digging and investigating and figure out where the noise is coming from. Figure out what's beeping. And the reason that you do that is you'll start to learn yourself. You'll start to learn what disturbs your peace. You'll start to learn those things that disrupt your peace, that gives you anxiety, that makes your tummy upset or your chest tight. And the more you practice that, paying attention, the more you'll learn about about what brings you peace and what steals your peace in your life. And the third and final step to getting this perfect ease and calm existence is protect it you have to be the protector of your peace. You have to guard it like it's the most valuable thing in the world to you because it is. You have to guard it. No one else is going to guard it for you. No one else is going to make sure that you're in this tranquil state all the time and that you're solid and confident in who you are and that you're okay with your situation no matter what it is. You have to do that. So what does that mean? Well, like I was just talking about, you have to learn those things that, bring you peace and those things that steal your peace those things that steal your peace you have to put up a barrier against them if it's people certain people that you hang around and you never feel good after you hang out with them and you can't really put your finger on it but you just feel yucky like after you get home you know stop hanging out with those people it's really simple. I know sometimes they can be family members, but you can still limit your time. You can limit the impact they have on your life. And the way that you get really good at that, again, is by paying attention and learning yourself and then you just protect the hell out of it. You protect your peace at all costs. Get to the point where you were not let anything or anyone in your home or in your mind, in your body, in your universe, in your world, that steals your peace. Now, let me also say that this doesn't mean that you get all goofy and weird about it, right? Like you can't go to work and say to your boss, "Mm, I'm not going to do that because it disturbs my peace. So I'm just going to sit here and do this work, not what you need me to do. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. We still have to live in this world. We still have to get our jobs done. And we don't want to turn this into some goofy excuse to not take care of our responsibilities and do what we need to do as adults. Right? So we need to balance this. I am talking about the big stuff. I'm talking about hanging out with people who do things that you don't like, that you don't want to do. Maybe they talk about things that you don't appreciate. It could be politics. It could be other people. They could have totally different views, uh, worldviews that really disturb you. Well, don't hang out with them and talk about that stuff. For me, there are certain movies and television shows, like I love a good psychological thriller, but if the content is too dark, it disturbs my peace. I just can't watch stuff like flesh-eating, cannibalism. I can't watch. I really don't like vampire stuff where they're drinking blood or super satanic, demonic stuff. It just disturbs my peace. So I don't watch it. You know, there's some shows I'm watching right now on Netflix that are borderline. You know, they they are disturbing my peace a little bit. And I'm watching it. I'm paying attention. And there's a couple shows I put on pause. I also really can't handle shows that have a lot of predatory like sexual predatory stuff in it, rape and things like that. It just disturbs the hell out of me, disturbs my peace. And so I will shut those down pretty quickly. So it can be anything like that. It can be, you know, drinking too much. It can be eating bad food. It can be not exercising for a while. It doesn't have to be big, bad, dark things. Sometimes it's really little things. One of the things I'm trying to do in this new year is take my own advice and find my harmony with my spirit, soul, and body. And I'm I'm trying to develop a good morning routine that gets my that protects my peace. So I'm trying to start my day by feeding my spirit a little bit, my soul, and nourishing my body. It's not really time consuming. I'm only devoting 15 to 30 minutes. It's a way for me to protect the way my day starts. I'm trying to break the habit of looking at my phone before I'm even out of bed. You know, it's so easy to pick up that phone and see what's going on in your family and in your world and in your email, and I'm I'm breaking that habit because you know, it's it's not a good day when your piece gets disturbed before your feet even hit the floor. So that's what I mean by protect it. Find those little ways where you can put up a wall, where you can put up guards around your piece and protect it. Okay, so they're really simple things. But they're really important and they do take work because it, it is really about you making a good quality decision that you're you're going to pursue peace and then paying attention to those things that bring you peace and the things that steal it and then protecting your peace at all costs. That's what we need to do. So I'm preaching to the choir myself today and I'm committed to it. So I hope you are too. This week as you go throughout your days, pay attention. Look for peace. Look for lack of peace. Start to build that evidence. Start to build that arsenal uh, for yourself. And I wish you peace in everything that you do and hope that hope you find that peaceful state, that tranquil state of a soul assured. And I'll just leave you with this. This came to me about six months ago. If I could bottle it, snort it, smoke it, inject it in my arm, drink it, eat it, pop it, light it, I'd do anything to save it, store it, for those nights when I need it. When I'm sad, lost, lonely, wondering, wandering, why, what's it all about, I'd also share it, send it, DM it, mass-produce it for all of us, all of you, everyone, if I could give you peace, I would. I don't have that kind of power. But what I can do is talk about it. What I can do is put it at the forefront of your mind. What I can do is maybe share how I've worked through it, thought through it, and come to terms with it in my own life. And, you know, I'm going to be working on it till the day I die. You know, that's what I can do. I can't give you peace, but I can share my thoughts on peace. I hope this was helpful. I really do. My goal here was just to share something that I'm super passionate about and something that's always at the forefront of my mind. If you haven't listened to other episodes about peace, like I said, the last one, episode 53, was one that talked about finding harmony. And then way back in episode 25, I talk about my own journey with alcohol And it's called Party Girl versus Peace of Mind. So that might be a good one to listen to. You can find all my old episodes on my website, kellybargabus.com. You can also find them all on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever you listen to the podcast. All the past episodes are out there and available for you. So thank you for listening. I wish you all peace. Until we meet again, take care.